baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. <laughs> Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. Then, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Stephen Bishop, Animal House from National Lampoon's Animal House. <laughs> it's a good one, Dave. So, uh... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of Faber colleges anymore. Students and taxpayers were left footing the bill last fall when many public universities went virtual but didn't lower tuition. Apparently, some of that money went to diversity, equity, and inclusion departments, which schools continue to expand even though DEI efforts have nothing to do with education. Not surprisingly, college campuses continue to grow more woke each year because of diversity programs that teach students not how to think, but rather what to think. Joining us now to talk about how colleges are spending a significant portion of their budgets on diversity, equity, and inclusion at the expense of educating students is Sharice Trump, Executive Director of Speech First. Sharice, thank you for joining us this evening. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You're, you're like welcome. That music. that music choice makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, you know, we always try to have fun, uh, different, unique intro and bumper music. And uh, for this topic, I, I just kind of had to poke a little bit of fun at uh, this, you know, the woke college campus crowd, because mm -hmm. it, it, if you don't laugh at them, you just tear your hair out. Because it, it really exactly. is crazy how much money they're spending. I saw this recent report released by the Heritage Foundation showing the growing prevalence of these DEI personnel at major universities. The report analyzed 65 of the best-known colleges in the United States and found average school the average school employs 45 people who have responsibility yeah. for promoting this. I mean, 45 people. Wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, that's why. And that outnumbers, you know, yeah, that outnumbers the number of 
history, tenured history professors that outnumbers the number of, you know, those who administrators who are in charge of enforcing the American Disability Act, which is mandated by the government. Um, and so these clearly this has become a priority to the universities. And, and this is a clear indicator when you're looking at these numbers. They're spending, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars on on this staff and this personnel, but also on these programs that they're implementing um, to show that they're, you know, obviously they have to include create programs in order to show that they're actually doing something with this staff. Um, and this is all taxpayer money for public colleges. It's donor money at the private universities, and people should be paying attention to what their money's going for. Is that number proportionate compared to how many staffers those schools employ for other p- positions? I mean, I, I get it. If you, you need to have a diversity, inclusion, equity position, and, and if it's, you know, okay, if it makes sense, then I get that. But is it relative to other or, or is it really out of whack compared to regular faculty positions? No, it's it's like you said, it's out of whack. So like I mentioned earlier, for um, for the DEI personnel, there are 4.2 for every ADA compliance person that there is on the campus. And so that's anyone who's in charge of like American Disability Act, which is something that is mandated by the government. There's 4.2 more DEI personnel for every one of those of those personnel on campus for every um, history professor, there is 1.4 times as many DEI staff members. So it is it is definitely not proportional to the rest of the uh, the rest of the staff on campus. It's it's clear it's a clear indicator of how they're prioritizing these efforts. And these people aren't educating; they're just trying to make sure that everybody's behaving. Pro- I mean, being being woke basically. There, it, it seems to me that yeah, increased. Well, I mean that that's. I mean, what are they doing? I mean, it, What's it, their it, function? Yeah, well, it essentially, there's various functions that they have. So it encourages witch hunts, essentially, because what's happening now is you have all of these DEI staff members, and they have to prove their worth. They have to prove, like, that they got hired for to do something real. So they're going to start looking for, you know, for opportunities to either, well, in some cases we've seen, they encourage segregation of segregation of college campuses by promoting um, ideologies or promoting uh, segregating dorms. Um, graduation ceremonies have been segregated. If you're wondering who's behind all of this, all of the activity that you've seen with like segregation on campus, um, that is these DEI staff members. If you're wondering who's behind all of this mandated diversity training on campus and all of this kind of like woke culture that's being instilled when you go to like freshman orientations or, you know, you see it in the news for, for various advocacy programs that they're doing on campus. That's who's behind all of those programs is these DEI staff members. It, and this may be counterintuitive, but it just seems to me like increasingly college campuses are becoming some of the least ideologically diverse places in America. And that's I mean, I thought college is where you went to broaden your horizons, to expose yourself to, you know, competitive ideology. I, I remember when I, I mean, I went to KU, and it's the UC Berkeley of the Midwest, and you went there to take comparative ideology, to explore different thoughts. Nowadays, you're not allowed to be, you know, challenged, apparently. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what we're seeing a lot is um, this complete lack and shutdown of open debate and open dialogue. Um, it's it's very if it's very much discouraged unless you're speaking a certain viewpoint, which tends to be the progressive left viewpoint. Then you're not really then you're not really allowed to speak up. In fact, they have 
methods on campus of kind of scaring students out of speaking up. Now, a lot of students feel like their their speech has been chilled. There have been numerous surveys that have come out where 60% to 70% of students, it jumps up in numbers when you ask just conservative students. 60-70% of students are essentially saying that they don't feel comfortable speaking up in the classroom. They don't feel comfortable speaking up on campus or participating in debates. And what's that going to do to their education? And you're seeing actual disciplinary measures that are put in place, which scares them even more. So you have these things called biased response teams. And what these are is a combination, you know, they're teams made up of various personnel, such as like campus counselors, dean of students, and oftentimes DEI personnel as well, and sometimes even campus police officers. You're seeing these, these teams are designed to kind of sift through an anonymous reporting system that students can report on one another if they, you know, for example, say an unwanted joke or use offensive speech or use biased speech. And this is really, really terrible, one, because those are all very sort of subjective terms, you know, who determines what's unwanted speech right. or offensive speech. <laughs> but it's also anonymous. So students never know. They're always looking behind their shoulder. They never know who's listening to them when they speak or who's going to talk about it on social media or report them. Um, so they're operating in quite the environment of fear. And, and you kind of wonder what's going what's gonna to allow them to step up and step out of their shell and, and kind of grow as individuals. Well, and I don't mean to make light of a terrible time in our global history, but are they wearing brown shirts when they're doing that? You know, I mean, it's it, <laughs> seriously, that's the, that's the immediate metaphor that came to my mind when you brought up the, that group was, that's what it, that's what it came to. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. And I would think that students, parents in particular, taxpayers should be furious at these universities for spending money. Absolutely. Uh, on these kinds of initiatives instead of educating our kids. It just seems like uh, you should be spending money focused on helping kids become better and, and preparing them for the for life after college instead of focusing on this junk. Yeah, to many of these universities, it's become pretty clear that, you know, their understanding of what education is is essentially what we would define as indoctrination. Yeah. And it's that's, it's pretty clear that that's kind of what the goal is here. Um, they're, they're definitely targeting conservative students. They're definitely targeting conservative organizations on campus. It, uh, well, I mean, but this doesn't surprise me. This is the culture we live in today, and this is where I think the left is going and, and why they're continuing to marginalize themselves. Sharice, we've, we've shared a link to your recent Washington Post article on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. But if folks want to keep in touch with you, uh, they can find you on Twitter at Sharice Trump. Mm -hmm. I follow you on Twitter and online at speechfirst.org, correct? Yes, yeah, speechfirst.org. You can sign up to become a member. You can see some of the cases that we're involved with and the petitions that we've got going. Um, check out our format. Great resources on our on our website is that you can kind of tell us, you know, the stories that you've heard or, you know, what your kids are experiencing on campus or if you're a student, what you're experiencing. We want to hear your story because that helps us in what we do at Speech First. We've actually seen some of this at the Wichita State University campus with a, uh, a student who was involved with Turning Point. And she was, you know, they were trying to literally get her kicked out of the student senate because she would dare yeah. To, to, you know, champion some anti-socialist virtues. And it, this happens all the time, and, and we appreciate you guys. Sharice, thank you for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on, John. Coming up after the bottom of the hour break, former assistant U.S. attorney Tony Mativi 
will join us to discuss his decision to run for Kansas Attorney General. And, of course, we'll be taking your calls coming up at 745. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.